0: Hey, what's up, family? Before we get into this episode, I originally was gonna drop this episode after the new year, but I realized how important it was to talk about this right before the new year and right before signups. If you've been following me on my personal page, I've been doing E2M Fitness, and it is a Facebook-based fitness group that uh, produced phenomenal results. I've lost 60 pounds. My wife has lost 40 pounds. If you are interested in signing up for E2M, uh, please shoot me a message uh, on Instagram and Twitter. My name is Dwayne 21. Also on Facebook, you can shoot me an inbox there as well. I would love to tell you more about it. Uh, So you can go into 2022 with the fitness plan that actually works. Uh, I can give you all the details offline. So hit me up there. And, uh, today's interview is a, uh, a pastor that is, uh, in the program. I actually met him through the program. So we're going to make reference to that a lot. And I just want to give you the inside, make sure you sign up for E2M. If you do hit me up, put my name down as a reference. And, uh, I would love to tell you more about it again. Uh, just hit me any of those spaces. You can email me at the bar podcast, the number 21 at gmail.com or at Dwayne21, Instagram, Twitter, inbox me, DM me. I will respond. Y'all enjoy the
1: show. Welcome to the bar, come on and pull up a seat, and open up your Bible, what a wonderful feast, the living bread, and we're discussing what it means for the streets, the inner cities and the burbs and every person we meet, it's where we challenge world views that we hear from world news, in light of the scripture, we are here to serve you, we are your source for resources, to help you on your way as you battle mean forces, this is for the people who can see the importance of sound theology and the scripture that support it, and this is for the truth lovers, biblically performing, preaching Christ the nations yeah welcome to the modern reformation yeah
0: the bar biblical and reformed welcome everybody to the bar it's your boy Dwayne and building right back in here another tuesday super excited as always be coming through your speakers through your earbuds where you listen to the bar we're grateful that you're listening and I love to start every show the same way. Thanking the listeners. Thank you guys for listening to the bar. We are going into, or probably by the time you hear this episode, we're in 2022, and uh, we are in, uh we're in another year. And uh, by God's grace, man, we've been doing this uh, March would make six years, and I just want to thank you guys for rocking with me this long and to all the newcomers thank you guys for uh, tuning into the bar and sharing the bar and like i do every week i bring in an awesome guest this awesome guest uh actually we are part of a a, a, a secret order <laughs> <laughs> we're part of a, a a secret group uh no it's not a secret uh those that follow me on personal uh, pages i am in a fitness group called e2m and uh, we actually connected there but I have on none other than my brother
1: Philip. How you doing, man? Man, I am doing good, man. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, it, it used to be you know. So when I joined E2M, there were three thousand people in it. It, it was mm. like the secret order, and now there's like seventy six thousand <laughs> people, and it's it's, it's hard you to can't keep even that walk around order. the grocery store. You know, you better have <laughs> you better have asparagus in your cart at the grocery store because if not, you will not get.
0: <laughs> I love it. I love it, man. I love it. So, man, uh, not only uh, are you in E2M, uh, you also uh, in the ministry, and we connected when you saw probably one of my many reform shirts. I'm always uh, wearing the banner, and uh, that's how we connected. So, I want to give you an opportunity to introduce yourself to my listeners, share anything you like to share—personal, professional. You got the floor to do that right here.
1: Yeah, man. Sure. Well, guys, yeah, as he said, my name's Philip. I uh, I'm a bivocational Anglican priest. And so I work full time for a little firm called Pinnacle Financial Partners. I work in their commercial banking team, but the ministry that I've been called to and I've been a part of now for 3 years, I've been in ordained ministry for for 4 years, 6 years. And so but I recently about 3 years ago joined the clergy team over at St. Andrew's Park Circle, which if you're not familiar with South Carolina, that's North Charleston, South Carolina. So that's where I am and really enjoy being a part of their clergy team there. I'm the associate pastor and my colleague Dave and myself lead the people there. Uh, and so I've been doing that now for three years. Uh, previous to that, planted a church in Somerville, pastored that for almost four years. We folded in with St. Andrews three years ago. Um, previous to that was in youth ministry. And so did youth ministry for almost 10 years before going into the pastor world. So ministry has been my entire life, uh, but went into bivocational ministry seven years ago in may which is really hard to believe and have been doing by vocational ministry and love the opportunity to spend time getting people to see that there's no longer a divide between secular and sacred that we can have them together and so that's mm. been a really big passion of mine puritans were huge on that puritans were big on the calling of the the normal lay person to go into the world as ministers in jobs as teachers personal trainers accountants, bankers, and so I live that life every day. I'm married to Carrie. Uh, We've been married now for, we're at that point to where we've been married long enough that I've got to think about it a little harder than normal. (laughs) Um, And so we're going up on, I believe, 12 years. We'll be coming up, no, 12 years, 13 years, 22. So we'll be coming up on 13 years of marriage. Two amazing kids, Sanders, my son, who's 11. Allie, my little girl, who is seven. And man, we are full speed ahead. He said we're in E2M. I can't not be a part of something and share my story of E2M. My wife and I joined that in July 2020. Lost over 100 pounds between the two of us. It's changed our life. Uh, we love E2M and it's given us connections like the one I've made here. So man, that's that's me really fast in a nutshell. I've lived in Somerville, South Carolina my entire life. So,
0: Nice, nice. No, I, I appreciate that. Um, and, and and love love the vocational part. We're gonna we're gonna go back to that part. Uh, definitely want to uh, speak to that um, and definitely big shout out to e2m man uh congratulations to you and your wife doing that so you know you make me feel old when you say you know i've been married long enough to have to think about it because 2022 it'll be 14 for me and my wife and i'm like i I think i got it down pretty good 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 yeah man good for you i I need to do a better job of having it down no that's super dope super dope man so um You know, I always joke when I have uh, people that are in the ministry that are in the South and say, hey, the South is probably the hardest place to evangelize because everybody's already saved. Kind of talk about your experience, uh, you know, you know, being in Somerville, you know, ministry background going into ministry to call and then just kind of, you know, even with the church plant, because there's a lot of church planters that listen, let's kind of walk through uh, that experience and, and and some things that you learned along the way, as well as, you know, some some things that
1: some of my listeners can apply. Yeah, man, for sure. Yeah, nay, no doubt. I mean, we definitely in the South, there's there's a church in every corner. I live in Charleston, South Carolina. We're called the Holy City, right? And that's just mm-hmm. because, you know, the foundations of where we came from, we have some of the oldest churches in America, about thirty minutes from where I sit, a couple of them are Anglican churches. I actually grew up Southern Baptist, so I've only been in the Anglican church since two thousand and seven, eight. I got it mm-hmm. called and accepted a position the end of two thousand seven and started in two thousand eight, and so I've only been in the Anglican church, you know, for now going on fourteen, almost fourteen years. And you know, my wife grew up Anglican, so she's a cradle Anglican, but I grew up Southern Baptist, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know, very much understand that very southern evangelical world we won't run down that path of confession but i understand it very well because i grew up in it and um you know it's it's one of those things where in the south it's more about well we go to church on sunday you know and that's how people live their life and there's not anything wrong with that but it's a very cultural moment um, you know Mm -hmm. and so we have found that there's people out there at least from an anglican perspective that are running the wide range of they grew up in church here in the south and maybe have had some some baggage that they've carried and have kind of left and then found their way back we've got some people that have just left that all together and found anglicanism and then we've got um, people that were unbelievers and have found us and i think what what's key to us in that is a i don't want to say remedy but maybe a counter to it is just the historical christianity aspect you know, as Anglicans, as Reformed Anglicans, you know we embrace historical Christianity. We believe that we've been given a, a a Christianity that has been passed on from first century. You know when Jesus passed it on to his disciples, and it was established there by by Peter and um, when it was established by Paul and Peter and those guys in Acts and how it was just sent on from there, right? And so we believe that we've been given this historical Christianity that we are to live into and to carry forward. And we have found that that has provided some structure in the life of chaos that we often find Mm -hmm. ourselves in. We're liturgical, you know, and so our services are by nature very structured. And we are just finding that that's offering something different for people to look at a historical Christianity that also is not just locally to a southern context here in North Charleston, South Carolina, but also that has a global aspect, right? So another part of Anglicanism is we're global. You know, we, we have a global Anglican communion. And so if I were to cross the big blue ocean and go to a, a church in England or maybe where you're seeing a really big rise, you know, in, in Africa, if I were to walk into one of those churches, it would have similar feelings and smells and words that I would often do here in North Charleston on a Sunday morning. And so really what we're seeing is it's breaking people out of that Southern cultural Christian context. And attaching Mm. them to historical Christianity, that's also a worldwide Christianity and realizing that we've got brothers and sisters of all shapes, sizes, colors, you know, background nationalities that are worshiping the exact same way we are. And so it really helps break down those walls and makes us realize that we're something we're part of something bigger.
0: Nice. I love that. Love that. So uh, when you did the church plant, that was Anglican as well, I'm, I'm assuming.
1: Yeah, yeah, man. So we planted an Anglican church here in Somerville, South Carolina, back in, let's see, my, my little girl was born seven years ago, and we launched services, you know, two weeks after she was born. And so that was, yeah, we launched eight years ago and then went into full time weekly services um, not too long after that. So seven years ago. And we did that for, for about four years, and the Lord did some great work. But back to the South, right? We are. There's churches everywhere. And, you know, where we were in Somerville, there was another Anglican church down the street. I loved them dearly, great brothers and sisters. We had a hard time gaining a lot of traction um, lost some key families. And then one night, uh, my colleague and I, Dave, we were spending time with each other. And once a month, him and I would get together for five years. We were pastors to each other. We pastored each other. He was planting an Anglican church 20 minutes from me in the Lord um, through good conversation and through direction and Holy Spirit leading, brought our churches together. And so I went and joined the clergy team at St. Andrews back in 2018.
0: Nice, nice. So kind of to dig into that a little bit, um, you know, you you talk about that conversation and bringing the church together, because there's maybe somebody that's kind of Looking at that or looking into that, what are some things that that you experienced that, you know, maybe hindsight you would have did different or, you know, did you feel good about everything or what what are some little details uh, in that process that you experienced that somebody might benefit from?
1: Yeah, man. Hey, that's that's a great question. And here's why we always hear about the success of church planning. We don't often hear mm-hmm. about the struggles of church planning. And where I do not at all consider ourselves a failed church plant because of the stories of redemption that came out of that, the people that were baptized, the people that found Jesus, you know, there were parts of me in those days. And when we were really struggling and trying to figure out what was next. And as the Lord was starting to maybe move us into a new season, man, there were many times I felt like a failure. I felt like mm-hmm. I'm just another statistic, right? We, we hear statistics, you pick up a church plant book, it starts off with the grim statistics of how many churches make it in three years, five years, you know, there's benchmarks that we need to hit. And if you haven't hit this benchmark by year five, the success rate drops by another 20%, you know? And so I walk through these moments of that's kind of how i felt like I maybe was a failure, but what I had to realize, and I realized through great counsel and mentors is, um, man, when the Lord works and the gospel moves, there is no such thing as failure. And we definitely experienced that. And so what I learned from that, those years of planting a church was the very first thing that I tell church planters that call me and want to hang out with me is I tell them, do not do this by yourself. That was one thing that was a really hard struggle for me. Yeah. I had some, some bought in lay people. I had some core members. I, I had people that loved what we did and they bought the vision of where God was leading us. And part of the reason why we kind of went through a shift is because some of those families just moved away. It's not, not, not against their doing. They were called to other parts of the United States and have moved out. And so that was part of the reason we kind of had what we had going on. But what I really realized is I didn't have that number two that I could lean on. I didn't spend time mm doing the leadership development with key leaders to have somebody that's pulling rope with me. So we talk about E2M, right? E2M is successful because you're not pulling the rope by yourself. You've got a team of 72,000 plus people that are helping you pull the rope. When I'm up in the morning at 5.30 in my gym working out, at my garage. I know that I'm going to jump on the group and I'm going to see Dwayne. He's done his workout. He was up at 4.30 in the gym, right? That's the (laughs) stuff that pushes us because it's people pulling rope. It's people running after the vision that you have Mm -hmm, to be healthy. mm -hmm. It's it's the exact same thing in church planning. I tell people, don't go do it by yourself. Digging ditches Mm -hmm. is a lot more fun with somebody else there with you, and it's a lot easier. And so what Dave and I found is you know, the Lord really brought us together because we were two guys in some ways doing it by ourself. And the Lord called me in to offer them something that their church actually had been praying for, but they couldn't do because they can't go out and hire a, a full-time associate. And right. so here's this guy who's bivocational <laughs> and they can bring me in. And the Lord answered prayer through that. And so that's what I really learned, man, is have a number two, have somebody that's that amazing. buys into that vision, be it a preacher a preacher a worship leader, somebody taking care of youth and children. It doesn't matter what role they fill. Um, just have a number two somebody can lean on. And then have a pastor. Pastors mm-hmm. need pastors. And, man, it's this, this conversation is probably a reality for a lot of people right now post-COVID, right? It's, it's something sure. that a lot of churches are facing and looking at. How do we survive? Uh, we bring churches together. We had a church not too far up the street here. It's like three churches just came together, uh, one just for survival, but two, for gospel-centered mission. And so I, I have a feeling these are conversations that are going to be happening, and those need to happen in the realization of pastors. Uh, so pastor, have a pastor. I had a pastor. We worked through that together, and that really helped me realize, man, I wasn't a failure at all. People found Jesus. They heard Jesus. They saw Jesus. And that's why we do what we do, whether it's for one or 1,000. And so, man, I'm, I'm blessed on that time. And what I've learned through that and being able to be a part of what God called me to in Somerville and now what we get to do in North Charleston
0: yeah no that's that's beautiful i love that and i think that is just god ordained timing because um, like you said post covid you know what we're going through uh, people trying to figure out what's what um is really important uh that we band together you know um and 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 become uh stronger together that that is a really really good point i appreciate you touching on that um so before the break um right now you know uh you talk about you know by vocational and 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 all of that and and you kind of touched on it in the beginning uh for uh those young seminary guys that are you know itching to come out and and be full time tell some of the advantages and some of the perks of not being full time but being by vocational before we go to the break
1: yeah man so perks and advantages I, i you know the one of the easiest, I guess, out the gate is the financial advantage. You know, it's in a world, you know, that we're raising money is just tough Yeah, you know, for mm-hmm. nonprofits in general, but also for churches. You know, there's a little bit more freedom for me not having to worry about the financial means for my family. But the church mm-hmm. I, I serve and work with, man, they take such good care of me and my family. And we're honored to be a part of what they do but it's nice to know that, especially when I went to plant that church, those early days in Trinity Somerville. Mm-hmm. That man, I don't have to worry about what's in the offering plate every Sunday if my family's right. going to eat next week or things like that, you know. And so it was really helpful to kind of release that financial burden and stress. You know, some other perks is me. I am I'm in the mission field every single day. You know, when you mm-hmm. when you're a pastor, the, the we often lock ourselves in the four walls of our offices and write that off that we're doing gospel ministry. And I'm not trying to say I don't want a vocational pastor who's listening to this say, Oh, here goes another bivocational vocational guy attacking how I do stuff. That's not at all what right. I'm saying. Right. But I do think we have to remember where our mission field is. I think we do have to remember where we need to be called. And so um, as as a banker, man, I am in people's highs and lows. There is nothing more exposing mm-hmm. than finances. And so I get to see in everyday life where we need to be pressing in as, as people, where as a pastor, I can really help and aid. And then I've also actually had the opportunity to walk clients and, and colleagues through some pretty heavy stuff and some pretty dark stuff that I don't know if I'd ever got the opportunity to do that if I was sitting in the, the walls of my office at a church. You know, yeah, right. I'll, people come to me to pastoral counseling, but to be out here walking among everybody. And a lot of people who are not attending church, it's been an interesting moment. Um, It's been a cultural moment for me to step into and almost be considered as a pastor by a lot of people that I know that don't even darken the doors of churches.
0: Wow, that's awesome. That is awesome. Really good to hear. I appreciate Mm -hmm. that. All right, brother. So right here, we're going to take a quick break
1: and we'll be right Thankful Homemaker at- is a blog and podcast created to be an encouragement and blessing to each other in the role God has called us to as women. Thankful Homemaker provides truth-filled, gospel-driven encouragement to homemakers who amid their ordinary days desire to honor and glorify God in all things. Come visit ThankfulHomemaker.com for the latest articles and podcasts. You can also subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or on your favorite podcast catcher. So ladies, pop in your headphones as you're doing dishes, cooking dinner, or folding laundry, and sit with me, host Marcy Farrell, as we chat together on how God's Word impacts everything we do as Christian women. All
0: right, we're back in here with brother Phil, man. And so this is the part of the... Podcast where I ask the bar signature questions. These are the three questions I ask all of my guests. So, the first signature bar question is What kind of music do you listen to?
1: Oh, man. <laughs> it depends on the day. So, man, I'm a big Frank Sinatra guy, you know. And nice. so anything that Frank Sinatra, Ella Fitzgerald, you know, if you want to get a little contemporary, the King of Christmas, Michael Bublé, you know, that's mm. kind of where I'm sitting right now, you know, in my office. You know, so I I love listening to Frank or some kind of instrumental jazz Christmas music this time of year, especially when I'm working Mm -hmm. away. You know, there's there's times when I run, you know, if if I'm into listening to music, I typically listen to podcasts when I run. But if I'm into listening to music, it's probably going to be in that kind of older country genre of like Alabama and Garth Brooks and those Mm -hmm. guys. Um, And then there's there's some times, man, where you got to get that that music that gets your heart pumping. And put mm-hmm. put the headphones on and, and just get work done. And so sometimes I just like, you know, some some good music that's just got some high pump to it, gets me working, gets me moving. And so it just depends. It's it's all over the place.
0: Nice, nice, Now That's a good list. That's a good list. All right, next signature mm-hmm. bar question is what book or books are you currently reading?
1: Yeah. So I've been working through um, several books. So I finished seminary back in May and I've been going through a period of I'm going to read what I want to read instead of somebody telling me what to read. Some of that Mm. has selfishly included not reading at all. Uh, And so it's been great not to do that. But one book I've been reading right now, it's called Advent, and it's by Fleming Rutledge. And it's been a a great book to listen to and to read. And I've really enjoyed kind of working through that. So that's one of the books I'm working through right now. And then next up, I've got a book that's part of a series in our Anglican world called Reformation Worship. And so I'm really looking forward to reading that. So that's next up on the list.
0: Nice, nice. All right. So you already kind of mentioned this um, last signature bar question is what podcasts or sermons do you listen to? Man,
1: so if you're like most of us that grew up in the age of Mark Driscoll, I've been listening to... (laughs) the Christianity Today podcast uh, uh-huh. pretty happily when I run. And so that's been one that, that I've been listening to. Of course, recently picked up some of the stuff that Barr's doing. Um, there's another couple nice. guys out there. Uh, it's called Doctrine and Devotion. It's another one that yep. I enjoy jumping in and listening to. Those guys are crazy. And then in the leadership world, I would be remiss if I didn't mention um, two people. One is a podcast called Dad's Kitchen. Um, and mm. so it's a buddy of mine, him. And his, his, a friend of his get together and they talk about what it is to dads to cook. It's a hobby of mine. And so nice. he talks about what it is to reclaim the kitchen for, for families. And that's a great podcast. And then finally, I guess another one that I'm listening to, it's called Under Fire. And it's by a digital advocacy campaign group that does politics. And they talk about crisis management you know, and cancel culture, which I, I just find fascinating in today's world. So um, uh, again, like my music, it's a wide array of things.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. I'm, I'm subscribing to dad's kitchen right now. You got my, (laughs) that's a good one, man. Got to check it out. Good deal, brother. Well, listen, first again, thank you for taking time out of your schedule, jump on my show. Very, very grateful for that. Um, And I always kind of like to close it out by giving an opportunity to kind of leave us with any words of encouragement, anything you want to say, or, or, you know, how people can follow you on
1: social medias. If you do all that kind of stuff, you got a space to do that. Yeah. Yeah, man. Well, hey, you know, I'm, I'm out there on social media. You know, if you want to connect, you know, typically most of my stuff's under Philip R. Wilson. I'd love to connect with some people. You know, our church is out there, St. Andrew's Park Circle. You know, we're pushing stuff here and there. But I, I think my biggest encouragement, and it's really just in the anticipatory sense of the season, right? So as we're doing this right now, it is December 22nd. Christmas is coming. We're in the middle of uh, ending Advent and going into Christmas. And he, Dwayne mentioned that this will probably come out after the first of the year. And my encouragement would be would not would not lose the beauty of Advent tension of the already and not yet. Uh, live mm-hmm. into that every day. We're so quick when Christmas is here and Christmas is over just to kind of move on to new year, new goals, new things. That's hugely important, right? But I would say as Christians, man, we really need to be living into this Advent tension of remembering what we're a part of, who we're secured by, what Jesus has done for us. Because who knows what's going on right now? First of the year, COVID still maybe kicking off after holidays. There's a lot of discouragement out there. We need to rest secure that we know the end of the story. We know we have a king that has conquered death for us. And then finally, in the spirit of a new year, take care of yourself. Man, look look out for your health. That's that's the best way you can stay healthy is taking care of number 1. And man, if you're a pastor listening to this, the first place you need to start outside of getting right and making sure your spiritual life is where it needs to be is your physical health. Um, I could mm-hmm. do a whole other 30 minutes with Dwayne on just pastor health. <laughs> and we'll, we'll put that on the sidebar. That's my other podcast. That's that my again. fitness podcast. Yeah, we'll, put right. we'll put that on the sidebar. We'll put that on the sidebar because I I am a huge advocate for pastoral health uh, when it comes to our yes. physical being. Uh, I really think that's one of the most important things we can do to be a better pastor, father, mother, whatever you are um, in that world. So, man, yeah, that would be the last couple of things I would say.
0: Awesome, brother. Awesome, awesome. And I'm, I'm dead serious about the sidebar. I'll send you a link for that, and we'll schedule okay. that as well. <laughs> 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 Let's do it. But, man, again, thank you, man, for coming on to the Bar Podcast. Listeners, thank you guys for tuning in to the Bar Podcast. Make sure you go to thebarpodcast.com check out all the latest episodes also go to that tab that says Bar Podcast Network check out all the podcasts in the network and go to bargear.com to pick you up some bar gear and until next time you guys God bless and we are